Good morning and welcome to today's uh, Berean Post podcast. Uh, We're going to dive right into the biblical phrase, grace and peace and significance in the gospel message. So let's just go ahead and get started. If you've been keeping up with our episodes uh, previously, you'll be aware that we've established the historical context of the Colossian church or the church at Colossae to provide background, uh, to provide a background for this letter. We've also delved into the biblical definitions of what an apostle and a saint were. And as we've learned, Paul begins his letter by affirming his authority to address the Colossae church leaders and its members introducing himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to identify the recipients of the letter as individuals that were consecrated by God through their devotion to Jesus Christ and through the purifying influence of the the Holy Spirit. But there's more because Paul's greeting also includes the phrase, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This statement highlights the fundamental message of the gospel and emphasizes the significance of the phrase grace and peace in Paul's letters. In in every epistle, Paul uses the phrase, this phrase actually, as a part of his introduction, which underscores its importance. So why the phrase grace and peace? Why is it always grace and peace and never peace and grace? Is there a specific reason why the order of these words matter? Could the phrase grace and peace hold a deeper significance in the gospel message than we've yet to understand fully? Well, let's give pause to contemplate these questions. Before we understand the significance of the phrase grace and peace, we need to comprehend that we we are born enemies of God. Now, this may be offensive to some. It may come as a surprise to some. But this is what the Bible explicitly teaches in stating that every person born under Adam is in enmity with God. As Paul wrote in Romans 5.10, For if while we were yet enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more now are we reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? This passage makes it clear that we were once enemies of God, but through the death of Christ, We've been reconciled to him. And this is where grace comes in. In Romans 5.8, Paul states that he says this. He says, but God shows his love for us in that while we're yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Despite our enmity with God, he loved us enough to send his son to die for us. Now, the concept of the righteous dying for the unrighteous was scandalous in the first century. And it still challenges the modern mind today. However, this is precisely what Christ did for us on the cross. Peter says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Enemies of God incur his wrath. And yet, many of the sermons I've heard today seem to suggest that the concept of God's God and wrath are somehow incompatible. And I believe this is due to an to, to an excessive and overemphasis on God's love and grace without a proper understanding of the need for wrath in, in, in that context. The truth is that God's love only makes sense in light of his wrath. For instance, John says 
in um, Jesus, rather, he, he states in John 3, 36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. The passage makes it clear that those who do not obey Christ will experience the wrath of God. In Romans 1.18, Paul writes this, For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven, uh, the wrath of, of God, rather, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Here, we can see that God's wrath is directed towards those who suppress the truth of God through their unrighteousness. But what does this all have to do with the Colossians chapter 1? Okay, what does this have to do with grace and peace? Well, as we've established, we're born enemies of God and deserve his wrath. But through Christ's death on the cross, we've been reconciled to God and saved from God's wrath. And this is where, where grace comes in. God's grace, or his, as some have said, his unmerited favor. I like to use the phrase that the, the definition of grace being getting what we don't deserve. Yeah, this is what it is. God's grace towards us. We don't deserve, but we receive nevertheless. We receive his favor, even though we don't deserve it. It's by grace that we have been saved from his wrath and reconciled to him. And so with reconciliation and salvation, we receive peace. And peace with God is not merely the absence of conflict or turmoil, but the assurance of eternal life with God. Paul writes in Romans 1, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's only through faith in Christ can we receive peace with God. So to answer the question, why grace and peace? The order matters because grace <clears throat> is the foundation for peace, and without grace there can be no peace with God. The phrase the phrase grace and peace encapsulates the essence of the gospel message and highlights the importance of both concepts. And so, as we close out this episode, let us reflect on the significance of grace and peace in our own lives. Let us remember that we were once enemies of God, but we have been reconciled. Those of us that have come and been converted by, by the Spirit of God have been reconciled to Him through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. It's not by our works. It's not by our, our own righteousness. We were enemies of God. But because of God's grace, we've experienced his peace. Let's be grateful for God's grace. Let us be grateful that we don't get what we deserve. But rather, we receive peace that comes from knowing him. Hey, thanks for joining me on this journey of discovery through the book of Colossians, and I hope you join us the next time. Take a moment to run over to BereanPost.ca and sign up so you never miss one of these, one of these blogs or one of these podcasts. Blessings. <laughs>